welcome back to the Go For Two podcast. I'm Liam, your host, and as always, I'm joined by Patrick, my co-host, and today is our AFC Team Needs and Free Agents pod, so uh, arguably the better conference, but mate, how are you feeling about this one? Some good teams to talk about. Yeah, some great teams. It does feel heavily skewed at the moment towards the AFC, but of course the reigning Super Bowl champs are in the other conference, so um, yeah, we'll see. Great teams, great divisions. Apart from one, which is a <laughs> division, which could get interesting depending on what the Colts decide to do at quarterback. So true. Yeah, it's true. I do think there's three extremely strong divisions, or maybe yeah, yeah, three, and then the other one is a little bit weaker. But um, you never know. Jags and Colts could become very good, can they, if they make the right off-season moves? We'll see. Uh, we've got no news to talk about because we recorded the news podcast yesterday. Um, so, kind of just for first thoughts on the AFC is that um, I've seen someone on the ESPN yesterday describe it as the QB conference, which I think is fairly accurate. Would you go along with uh, this being the QB conference after this week's news and obviously how good they all were last season? Yeah, and without getting up every single year of quarterback conference history, I, off the top of my head, cannot remember such talent stacked in one conference all against each other. Like, it's crazy, really, because we always, you know, every pod or every fan talks about, you know, so-and-so needs a Super Bowl win for his legacy. Mate, there's only one to go around for a start. There's only one slot to go around from the NFL. Yeah from the AFC to get in there. I mean, there's a lot of great and all-timers at quarterback in this conference. It's it's unbelievable, really. Yeah, I, I since I've watched the been watching the NFL, I don't I've seen I, there's maybe a couple of years where the conferences have had like three or four greats and it's tough, but this is not just a couple of greats, but there are like six or seven really really good QBs after that as well. So yeah, I do think it's pretty deep. Uh, the playoffs are going to be incredible. Um, whenever we get round to those but uh, let's go division by division then as we do talk about team needs and free agents for each team we'll start with the AFC North Ben of mine that has the current AFC champion in it and um, we'll start with them so Cincinnati Bengals uh, biggest free agents was Jesse Bates obviously got the tag uh, Larry Ogunjobi who was really really good actually for them last year uh, CJ Ozama tight end who was also really good for them last year uh, and then Riley Reef, who did get injured but uh, the minute he got injured their whole offensive line got a lot worse so uh, he'll be hoping that's a sign of him getting paid by this team in, in free agency. Uh, team needs, I think offensive line is obvious. They're the worst or well, probably second worst behind the Dolphins offensive line in the NFL last year. Um, sneaky need as well. They need corners because they're losing a lot of their corners in free agency potentially. Uh, and then on the D line as well because they did struggle to get a pass rush at times throughout the, the playoffs. So uh, Bengals, mate, in terms of free agents, any of theirs you think are extremely worth keeping? Um, I think I'd be looking to keep Uzama and Riley Reef for sure if I was them. Yeah, definitely. I think Uzama had the perfect season coming in. The exact career year was most people had never even heard of him before before this season if you're not an AFC North fan. Riley Reef, I would agree as well. But something I would say is it's not often that a Super Bowl runner-up has this much cap space to use which makes things very interesting for them maybe getting a top-tier lineman in the draft. Yeah, I think, I've seen people talk about it, that they could add three or four as well offensive linemen, maybe two in free agency and then one in the draft. Would you go along with that sort of thinking? Yeah, I mean, I mean Jesus, I mean, you're rebuilding the whole thing there, aren't you? So it's, yeah, it's exciting times for the... Bengals, who I'm not quite as up on as everyone else, even though they went to the Super Bowl, but you rebuild that line, and then you want to be going back deep into the playoffs, don't you? Because if you don't rebuild that line, there's only so long that you can go with your QB on his ass every play, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's very true. Uh, 35 million space cap space they've got after after tagging Jesse Bates, they'll probably get more cap space once they sign Bates for a long-term deal. It normally works that way that um, you, when you re-sign someone, their cap hit for year one is going to be a lot lower than what their franchise tag will be. So, yeah, they've got good space. I think people like Brandon Scherf, um, Bradley Bozeman, um, maybe Ben Jones, another centre, um, Tom Linson as well, left guard from, uh, what you call, 49ers. Uh, I think they're all really realistic targets. And I think I would probably try and build on the interior first um, with the draft pick they've got as well and then maybe draft a tackle 
because like I said, you could go with Jonah Williams and Riley Reef pretty easily as the as the tackles. But I've seen a lot of people also saying they should go after Teron Armstead. So, yeah, there's definitely ways they can go. Do you think there'll be a player for someone like Armstead that would probably take the majority of their cap this year? Yeah, I mean, that's what I was just saying. I mean, you kind of, we spoke last week how good that the cornerback market is, the mid-cornerback market in free agency. So you're going to, you'd imagine that they'll be taking a swing. I mean, Armstead's probably the best player in the whole of free agency, isn't he? So, yeah, you can you can lock that up and then it's kind of changing perhaps perceptions that you might not be one and done in the Super Bowl and that you can actually be coming back maybe year on year. But, yeah, tough ask, but you've got to rebuild that line. The, you, you have to kind of spend money on it, don't you, this year, especially with having a late first-round draft pick, which they are not used to having. No, no. And there's a couple of people like Trevor Penning and stuff that may be around a tackle. But, yeah, if you get Armstead, then great. Maybe you get Armstead and then you go for a, a right guard that's a lot cheaper and then a couple of cheap corners maybe. But, um, yeah, I think I would probably try and add more players like the Chargers did, like the Chiefs did, like the Ravens did last year. Try and get more players. Because then if one O-lineman gets injured, you're not killed. Whereas if you put all your money on Armstead, and he gets injured like he does often, then the O-line could be as bad as it was last year. But yeah, it's a great position to be in, um, and their fans will be very confident they can win the the AFC North again. Uh, the Steelers next then, when I did this exercise and put it in order, I kind of completely forgot the Steelers were second in the uh, in the division, but um, they've got some big free agents, obviously lost Big Ben. Uh, they got Turner, really. He was actually a really good right guard for them last year. Uh, Juju Smith, again, is another free agent after the one-year deal. Joe Hayden, who was their best corner last year. Witherspoon, who was their second-best corner. And they've got Edmonds as well, who plays... Uh, well, he can play in the box as well, but also could play cover safety. So, lots of free agents for them. In terms of team needs, QB is the obvious one. Um, offensive tackle is another one. They're, they're really bad at both tackle positions. And then, for me, I actually put down corner because they haven't got hardly any corners on this roster. So, I think there's some clear ways for them they can improve um what do you see them needing to do in free agency what, what would your kind of plan of attack be if you were them number one thing i would say is in the qb sweepstakes they've been very quiet yeah there's not, not really a lot of like obviously with you look at back in the nfc look at washington they were obviously rumored for uh, wilson but there's been nothing like rumor wise come out about the steelers have maybe took a swing and a miss it's yeah very that makes me believe that maybe they're looking at the draft and or they're just going to do a one-year stopgap of the QB that they think's the best in free agency and kind of do again next year but yeah it's strange without having that plan in place you look at the offense obviously the Trey Turner and Okorafora free agents so that line needs you know, you're either looking at re-signing those or the line he's rebuilding on the right side. And see, Juju, I don't think, is going to be back there, right? So, Yeah, I think he's more likely to leave than most. I think him and Joe Hayden could both uh, leave this year for a team that's maybe a bit more of a contender, I think. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, I agree with you on the QB stuff. I still think Jimmy G's a great fit. Um, obviously, I'm not the biggest fan of Jimmy G. Like I said, he is better. We said in the last podcast, Cast Wentz, but I'm not his biggest fan. But everything you hear about him is how great he is in the locker room. And I just feel like the Steelers is the sort of locker room that kind of encourages that. You don't want someone like Wentz going in there. You don't want someone who's a bit of a weaker personality. I think Jimmy G is pretty well suited, but it seems like the Colts are, are going to be in front runner for that. Um, and then I think Malik Willis is the, the name that everyone talks about because of how much time he spent with... Uh, Coach Tomling at the Combine at the Senior Bowl, but um, also Kenny Pickett from the area in terms of where he played college. I think I could see one of them two being drafted, but um, Steelers pick at 20. I don't think either of them are going to be around at 20. I think they're going to have to trade up, right, if they want one of those two? Yeah, absolutely. There's... It just got a little mock tracked up from Tankathon and it's got Matt Corral at 20 to the Steelers. I just, I just don't see that happening, to be honest with you. No, I think Ridder's better than him for me for this offense, but... Yeah, yeah, Corral's a strange one. I think we'll get into him when our draft stuff starts. But yeah, <laughs> strange, strange uh, off-season. Quiet so far from the Steelers with a few holes and they're not used to, uh, certainly under Tomlin, not used to not having winning seasons. So it's going to be interesting. Yeah, and they've got $30 million in space as well. So they can really do a lot. And I think if you're not going to trade for Jimmy G, then 
get the O-line right. You've already got the weapons. Get the corners in position. And then I think whenever you get a QB, you're going to be a team that's ready to go. So, yeah, maybe solve the O-line first in free agency and then, and then see what happens after that. Uh, cool, let's move to the next team then. It was a battle for the last place in the AFC North. Uh, the Ravens won that battle. So next up we have the Cleveland Browns. Uh, Josh told me not to put QB down as a need, <laughs> similarly to the Giants, because they're not going to trade, they're not going to change QBs. But I hate Baker Mayfield so much, I put QB down. Uh, also, wide receiver, it looks like Landry's going to leave. Obviously, Odell did leave. Um, I think Higgins wasn't as good as he should have been last year. Uh, D line's a big need as well. Obviously, losing to David Clowney, and um, they're also losing uh, is it Jackson. They're losing one of their run stuffers as well. Uh, in terms of free agents, like I said, it's Jackson, Clowney. You've got Walker, who played middle linebacker for them. Njoku has been tagged, which I thought was weird. And then Higgins actually is a free agent that I can't see them bringing back for how disappointing he was last year. So uh, how do we fix the Cleveland Browns? If Baker's the QB, is it just add a slew of weapons to this team at this point? Yeah, I think so. Um, younger weapons, I would not been following a lot of Brown stuff for the draft so far, but for me, picking 13th, you should be able to get a good wide receiver there. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, wide receiver or edge is kind of what gets mocked there, which I think is probably fair. I think they need both, don't they, with uh, Clowney leaving and Landry and Odell leaving. Yeah, absolutely. So getting your weapons there and you'd obviously need with, it looks like Landry's going, so you'd need the wide receiver market from free agency. There is quite a few what we would call maybe twos in there. I'm not sure. Maybe they stretch to like an Alan Robinson or anything like that. But Jameson Crowder could kind of fit in that position where Landry was. So it might not be an exciting name, but it's a lot of snaps in the um, the slot. So could see that there. There's a strange position, the Browns, obviously, because it's 99% likely that it's going to be Mayfield starting right but yeah do we actually know whether he's the guy we spoke about it a lot haven't we so this season for me feels pivotal for him if he's going to stay in Cleveland and then get his contract it's I'm not sure what's going to happen to be honest with you yeah I agree and the thing is we said they need weapons and if you look at the wide receiver market and the draft there's so many options that I do think you're going to be able to get wide receivers for a cheap price. So, for example, on this like PFF list and this ESPN list I've got, Rashad Higgins on both of the lists is like wide receiver 20. So that was their wide receiver three last year, and he is the 20th best. That's how many others there are better than him, plus the draft, which arguably you've got 10 wide receivers that are going to go in the first two rounds, maybe nine. Um, so yeah, I think there's loads of options. You've got people like Russell Gage that could play in the slot. You've got Bader Scantling that can take the top off the defense. If they want to spend more money, you've got DJ Chark or Christian Kirk that are both, what, 25 years old, hitting free agency. So I think there's a lot of options. But for me, they need to come out of this with two wide receivers in free agency and one in the draft. I think that would be... Ha- it doesn't matter what level. Or you can choose where you want, first-round pick, second-round pick, whatever. But I think they need three weapons to add to this after... Um, kind of sorting out the tight end position with Njoku. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with you there. And this, yeah, aside from that, their roster is pretty good. Um, maybe, like I said, another edge rusher as well. But yeah, tough division for them. They're going to have to uh, they're going to have to score points against a couple of these teams, I think, to, to be good. Uh, the Ravens then, really disappointing in the year last year. Uh, a lot of it due, due to injuries. I think me and you are both pretty high on them for the upcoming season without knowing what they're going to do, obviously, in uh, free agency. Uh, biggest freedoms on the team then, Calais Campbell, who said he's not going to retire. Um, you've got Williams as well, who's obviously nose tackle, really stops the run. Sammy Watkins and Houston, two men after my own heart there. Uh, and then Bradley Bozeman, who there's been loads of rumours this week that could get a really big deal, um, age 27 being a, the, the, probably the best centre on the market. Uh, team needs, cornerback's a bit of a team need with the two injuries last year. Safety's a big need. D-line's a big need. And then I put wide receiver down as well, just because I think maybe... You could replace Sammy Watkins, even though they've got loads of receivers from the draft over the last four years, but maybe another veteran could be good. Um, how do you see it for the Ravens then? So many injuries last year. It's a, they're in a bit of a weird position, but you also don't know if those injured players are going to come back the same or not. So it's a bit of a, an odd one for them. Yeah, it is. I mean, you look on paper and it's it's not very often you'd say this, but this could be a real big season of change on the defensive side. For me, you want to bring Calais Campbell back. Yeah, same I also really like Brandon Williams as well, but 
But I don't think Justin Houston will be back. I'd say Oway would take his starting slot opposite Derek Wolf. So maybe they'd look to the draft for an edge rusher. But yeah, it's could be a big change for the defence. Was the offence is obviously the centre is Bozeman's obviously the biggest news. Sammy Watkins will not be back. I'd expect them to maybe add a veteran in there in kind of the third or fourth wide receiver slot. But yeah, they can sort of, if they sort the defence out, they're going to need a cornerback as well. There's a couple of those on the right side are free agents, but you kind of plug those in again and I'd expect them to be challenging for the division, especially if Lamar has a bounce back season. Yeah, I agree. When we do our previews and once we see where everyone signs and drafts, we'll, we'll do a preview, but I'm very high on the Ravens this offseason. Uh, one of my close friends is a Ravens fan who wants them to trade Lamar Jackson, uh, which is a strange... What? Yeah, I know. He does not like Lamar Jackson at all. He does not... I think he's done with the last couple of playoff defeats with him. But uh, I think most Ravens fans want to see a huge extension for, for Lamar. It's quite a weird one, though, isn't it? The extension still hasn't happened. Uh, I think he's representing himself now as well. Um so, yeah, I don't know if that's going to happen or not this offseason or they're going to have to tag him next year because uh, it wouldn't shock me if he makes them tag him next year just because of the price. The price tag for a QB, if Rodgers is earning $50 million and Mahomes is earning $50 million next year, uh, the franchise tag would be huge for a QB, so that could be what they do. But, yeah, I think build around him. I think the O-line is not quite good enough. Uh, I know Villanueva retired yesterday, so they're going to be without without a right tackle. Um, they've got that guy, Mahari, haven't they? Patrick Mahari, is it? But. Yeah, I'm, sure, yeah. I'm not sure if he's a starter or, or if he's just a swing tackle for them. But yeah, first point of call for me, sort out the interior of the offensive line and sort out the secondary. Uh, I would bring Campbell back, like you said. I wouldn't bring Watkins, Houston back. Um, I probably would bring Bradley Bozeman back. I thought he played pretty well last year. And then maybe try and add another guard somewhere if you can. But yeah, for me, they draft very well, don't they? Every single year, they got a pretty good draft pick this year. What are they fourteen in the draft? Well, so yeah. prime position for Jordan Davis out of Georgia. I'll say that. I think that would be a very Baltimore sort of pick. Um, or they could end up picking Walker, Trayvon Walker, someone like that, Jermaine Johnson, um, someone on the defensive line. But I think the the Ravens are going to improve the defense and probably stay a little bit similar on offense and just get the players back. We shall see. Uh, I forgot about their running backs as well. They're the three top running backs, isn't they, injured all year pretty much last year? Yeah, J.K. Dobbins will be back this year, so that's interesting. And Gus the Bus, as uh, he's lovingly known as. Uh, let's move to the AFC West then. Start with the division winners, the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, Tyron Matthew is the biggest free agent. Uh, Orlando Brown obviously now being tagged. Uh, Javaris Ward, who I think is a very underrated corner. Um, he only gives up a pass rate of like 78 in the last three seasons, which is, is very good. And then Melvin Ingram, who was pretty good down the stretch for them, is another massive free agent. Uh, team needs are kind of quite obvious. So you've got edge, wide receiver and safety as the biggest needs. And then I think cornerback and offensive tackle probably closely followed. Um, a lot of people don't think they need a tackle, but I know that I've seen the SPN uh, put them a couple of right tackles in the, the second round of the draft. Uh, in terms of the Chiefs, mate, then, obviously I'm biased and look at things in one way. How do they improve, in your opinion, as someone who's a bit of a more of an outsider? Number one is uh, wide receiver two, right? That is seems to me yeah. keep the offense ticking over. Obviously, Pringle and Demarcus Robinson, free agents this year, don't quite think that McCall Hardman is a proper number two. So no. fitting that in somewhere is going to be... Uh, also, a lot of backups on the line is free agents right yeah loads of backups yeah yeah they, they're very they do a lot of one-year deals you know very similar to a, a team like the ravens to be honest to do loads of one-year deals for their backups so yeah they got quite a few hitting in free agency um wide receiver two then what are you thinking there what would you go experience this is a, a, a massive debate on twitter with, with chiefs fans would you go experience in a free agent market um Alan Robinson is obviously a name that gets mentioned a lot. Could He might be too expensive, but you've got Chark as an option. Um, another one that gets mentioned a lot, Will Fuller, Jamison Crowder, obviously Jarvis Landry is going to be a big one, Russell Gage. Or would you go draft at pick 30 where you're going to have people like Watson, you maybe have George Pickens, people like that? What, what would you do? I would go um, free agency and maybe see who you liked at the end the second round, maybe if there's anything there, you know, Christian yeah. Watson, you can't see him lasting that far, to be honest. But I would go, if I'm the Chiefs, I would go free agency. And um, I think you need 
to be in the attack mode. I mean, it's what five AFC Championship games in a row, but there's a lot of teams coming up behind the Chiefs. Do you know what I mean? A lot of quarterbacks. I just think the Chiefs need to keep that offense moving, and I would go for a real solid wide receiver two in free agency. I think that's really important. Obviously, Tadarius Ward and Tyron Matthew, Matthew especially, is looks like he's going to leave right from the outside. So yeah, he's definitely going to leave. <laughs> he is done with the the Chiefs. Yeah, so that is obviously an incredibly important spot. But you know, the Chiefs are built on offense, so you keep to keep that rolling for me is really important. Yeah, I agree. I think Matthew will walk. Um, a lot of people listening will be quite shocked because he is one of the best players in the NFL, but. Uh, I think the Chiefs only want to give him a two-year deal, big money, but uh, he wants a four- or five-year deal, and it just seems to be a sticking point in that, and I think he's going to get paid. It wouldn't shock me the team we just spoke about, the Baltimore Ravens, could be the, the team that pay him, because uh, he's been putting a lot of weird Ravens stuff out there online, but we'll see. Um, I think Javaris Ward could stay, and I think Melvin Ingram could stay, and I think they've basically come out as a franchise and said they're not going to do much this offseason. <laughs> that's what they're saying. Uh, I don't think that's true, but I hope that's not true, but they've said they're not going to spend big this year. So I think it could be a slew of cheap deals. And I think maybe you could get Juju or Alan Robinson as your wide receiver too for a one-year deal so they can get paid the year after. But I think in the secondary, they should spend money because uh, they're very kind of, they've got no players under contract next year, basically, in terms of on defense. So I do think that that'd be important. But apparently they're not going to spend much money, mate. So we'll see. That'd be a worrying tactic for me, for them to kind of take a step back. Because the rumours are they want to take a step back and then spend money next off-season when they've got loads of cap space. But I think that's a risky move for the AFC. Yeah, very risky move. There's absolutely no guarantee that you can keep going deep into the playoffs every year just because you've got Mahomes and surrounding there. So, yeah, interesting. Yeah, interesting offseason. Uh, NFL teams lie a lot, don't they? So it wouldn't surprise me if they signed JC Jackson now to some $100 million deal, but we'll see. Uh, next of all, then, we have the Raiders, another team that surprised me that they finished second in the division. Uh, they got Casey Hayward, big free agent for them. Um, got Zay Jones, uh, Richie Incognito, who played guard for them, got injured quite a lot. Um, Jonathan Hankins, who was their run stuffer on the defensive line. In terms of team needs, I think wide receiver with the Henry Rugg stuff. Um, Deshaun Jackson, Jones, they're all free agents or, or not not in the league anymore. So that's big. Um, cornerback's pretty big. Two of their four starting or most used corners last year are free agents. Defensive interior is a little bit of a need and linebacker probably is a big need for the sort of teams they're going to be playing against in, in the AFC. Um, how do you fix the, Raven, uh, the Raiders then? Difficult position with how good these other three teams are. Do they need to have the perfect off-season in every other position, basically, apart from quarterback, to try and raise the, the ceiling of the team? Yeah, I would say so. I mean, for a start, they need weapons. I mean, you look what they've got left, and it's Hunter Renfro, Brian Edwards, and then some backups. That is not going to get you very far, is it? Obviously, you've got Wall still a tight end, and Foster Moreau, who kind of came into his own a little bit more. But you need weapons for that offence. Then the defensive interior is, I mean, the starters and the backups are in free agency. So <laughs> you definitely need to sort that. And obviously you've got KJ Wright as well. But Casey Awood, you, you need to be bringing him back, don't you? Because you have to look at the division, what you're in. And it's not just offensive points you need to be able to keep up. You need to be able to get stops when you can as well in the division. So... Haywood, for me, would be a massive, massive need to bring back. I don't think you can really fix the Raiders to make them a challenger in the West next year. I think they'll be a serviceable team, but I'm expecting them to be the weaker of the four teams in there. Yeah, I agree. And I think if you're not going to trade Carr and you're going to re-sign him, you have to re-sign him. He's going to get paid a lot of money, but you have to do it in a way like they did with the Mahomes deal where the cap hit is not a lot in year one. And I think you have to go all in. If, you, if you're going to keep Kai, you have to go all in this year because you, the division's so good that if you don't have a great roster, you're going to get left behind. Uh, I think the clever thing to do is to trade Kai and to rebuild and wait for Wilson to maybe pass. Maybe the, the Chiefs lose Andy Reid in a couple of years or whatever. Uh, I think that's the clever thing to do, but I think they'll go all in, which is the only way to do it, really. Um, and I think weapons are key. I really like the idea of Hayward. I don't think he'll cost a lot of money either because he's, he's like 35 now, isn't he? So I think he'll be relatively cheap. Um, 
But yeah, they need to add a speed wide receiver to replace Ruggs, and then they need to add a possession wide receiver for a bit of size because uh, Renfro is a good player, but he's not blessed with size at all, is he? So uh, yeah, I think that'd be where I'd go. Um, they've got an okay draft pick as well. You'll be able to get. I don't know who'll be around there. Jordan Davis won't be around there for interior defense, but I do think there'll be wide receivers um, and cornerbacks that you could get there if you're if you're the Raiders. But they haven't got a very good record, have they? Of picking the first round over the last five years. No, they have not. <laughs> At twenty-two for me, I think you've got to try and get one of the young wide receivers in the draft. There's going to be someone you would hope out of the top tier guys that's going to be there. Yeah, Jameson Williams seems like a raider in terms of uh, speed. I'll be annoyed because I want him to be a chief, but yeah, he seems like a, he seems like a raider. It's funny that Josh McDaniels takes this job and then uh, everything kind of goes wrong with how good the other teams get. And funny enough, it's Denver that overtake them in the rankings, and uh, that's the team that he had his first job with, wasn't it, Denver? So yeah, it's funny how it all kind of works. Uh, next team then, the Chargers. Um, they got interesting offseason. They got $44 million in space. Uh, they did have 66, I think it was, but obviously the the Mike Williams contract has taken some of that. Um, signing him to the contract is huge, but they've still got uh, Chris Harris Jr., who's their best corner last year, probably. Um, Jared Cook, who was their starting tight end, and they've got uh, Safety in Joseph, who played a lot of snaps as well last year. And then they've got two outside linebackers who are also both in free agency at the same time. So, yeah, Herbert's there. You've got Herbert and your left tackle. For 10 million, I think they combined for this year in salary cap, which is absolutely nothing for a receiver and left tackle. So for me, the Chargers have to go all in to win the Super Bowl this off season. Would you agree? Yeah, I would agree with you definitely. I think the the weapons are kind of set up. They need a you know, another tight end, but the weapons are there. The line is there. The, the cheap guy they rebuilt it last season, didn't they? Obviously, they're going to need a right guard this year. But so you have to look at the offense. It's pretty much done if you can add a good tight end, maybe one of the best in free agency. But you've got to look at the defence, mate. Obviously, defensive line and edge rusher is out. A lot of backups as well, the defensive line. That needs to be plugged in to win, right? Mm-hmm. So obviously, you've got Chris Harris as well in the secondary. But, yeah, the, 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 the defence for me is where... They need to be plugging in maybe your one-year deals to try and go and win, right? This it wouldn't shock me if the Chargers went deep into the playoffs, but you have to. You almost have to, don't you, with Herbert and Rashawn Slater sitting at that cap here? Yeah, I agree. I think I've heard a lot of rumours they're going to be key players for JC Jackson or Carlton Davis, though, for a massive cornerback deal, which just wouldn't surprise me. Pair that corner with Derwin James, obviously, who plays safety for them. I think that would be... I could see that. Get a cheap right guard who's experienced and then spend a lot of money on one corner. That that, that wouldn't surprise me. Um, and where they pick in the draft, 16, there's a massive chance they can get Jordan Davis, who would fit them perfectly. Again, like I said earlier, Jermaine Johnson may be there. Edge rusher who could play on the other side of Bosa. Uh, and also a lot of people are saying if Chris Olave is there at 16, they'll pick Olave and go uh, Olave, Mike Williams and Keenan Allen uh, with Austin Eckler at the backfield. And I just think it wouldn't shock me if they did that because that would be a way for them to say, right, the Chiefs have always had this offence everyone talks about with weapons, let's go and outdo them, which I think they could do. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean, if Chargers, mate, if they can get Jordan Davis in the draft, that would be absolutely the biggest win that they could have, right? Yeah, all that other tackle, um, defensive tackle for Georgia, I've forgotten his name. He's actually defensive tackle one on a lot of people's boards. He's very good in the running game as well. So I think they have one of that choice of one of them. But, um, yeah, still wouldn't shock me if they went wide receiver, to be honest, with Herbert. Yeah, Trayvon Walker's the guy, isn't it, from the other guy from Georgia? Uh, well, no, I think there's the other tackle as well. What's his name? Uh, I'll have a look whilst I'm talking. But, um, yeah, I think defensive line and cornerbacks is is important. Um, but I still think, like I said, they could have wide receiver. Uh, you just mentioned right guard, actually, which is interesting. Because um, Brian Bulaga is the right tackle as well. And he has not had the greatest two years. So it wouldn't shock me if they completely rebuilt on the whole of the, the offensive line as well on the right side. Yeah, I mean, because they've got the centre and the left side booked up. I mean, you, you fix that right side and you're looking pretty formidable on offence, aren't you? 
Yeah, it's Devontae Wyatt, by the way, who's the other guard, the other defensive. Yeah, Yeah, tackle. Either of them will be there. So, yeah, I think it's a big year for the Chargers. Um, I have no idea how the next three weeks, well, five weeks are going to go, but at the moment I'm picking a uh, Chiefs-Chargers AFC title game in uh, in Kansas City, but it's very early for that. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Last last team in the division that are now third favourites to win the AFC, and they are fourth favourites to win the Super Bowl. The Denver Broncos, I'm not quite sure those odds quite work out, but um, they fixed the quarterback position. Um, team needs definitely edge to go alongside Bradley Chubb. Chubb has not been great. He's been injured a lot, and um, it's a position of need. Cornerback's a position of need because they lose two starters this year, uh, and then linebacker is pretty weak as well, and I know um, right tackle is, is another position of need. So uh, in terms of free agents, they got Kyle Fuller, who they signed last year. they got Bryce Callanan, who was a very good slot cornerback. Um, they got Jackson, who was their safety last year, and then Melvin Gordon, who apparently there, there is rumours they could try and bring back. I, I don't think I'd waste money on on a second running back when you've got Javante Williams, but apparently they might do it. Uh, how do you fix the team? Because for me, I think they need an O-lineman, a corner, and two pass rushers to have a chance of winning this division. Um, and then it's still going to be tough regardless of that. Yeah, it feels a real tough task to say to... Uh win the division, doesn't it, with the Chiefs and Chargers ahead of you. So it's more kind of just giving yourself a chance. The 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 the, um, the lineman is an absolute must, isn't it? And then trying to just serviceable replacements on, uh, looks like, unbelievably, Von Miller. Yeah, Miller, Von Miller's definitely going to go back, isn't he, from everything he said? Yeah, Von Miller's going to go back, definitely, especially now Ross is there and he's probably going to go on maybe a cheaper deal after getting the uh, draft picks in and you know giving the Broncos a little bit of ammunition to uh, to use to get Wilson so yeah interesting definitely the Russia it's a shame about Chubb really isn't it because he's not been great but no he got an ACL didn't he was that year one maybe um, yeah. so he kind of never even really played with Von Miller properly for, for more than a four or five game stretch so it'd be quite interesting to see if Von Miller now comes back and and then they play together again. But yeah, um, yeah, corner and linebacker as well. But again, they're players that I think you could see them sign one-year deals for. I don't think they'll spend loads of money on those positions. Uh, it kind of depends what they do with Wilson's contract because he's going to want a new one. Uh, and his cap hit for this year is, is not massive, but it's cost them a few millions. So they're down to like 20, I think, in space. So we'll see what they do there. But yeah, I think both lines for them are important and then a the corner. But they're in a very good position and... They got the most important position in football now, sort of, haven't they? At quarterback, so that was the hardest job, which they've already done. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's a crazy, crazy uh, division, this, isn't it? Because you wouldn't be shocked at all if, obviously, everyone's saying Wilson is they've traded for him, but he's still only the third best QB in the division. Mate, you can absolutely see the Broncos stealing some games from the Chiefs and Chargers this season. There's definitely scenarios where that can happen. Well, they're second favourites of the division. They're above the Chargers in odds, <laughs> which I found crazy. But they are. They're like two to. They're two to one to win the division, and Chargers are four to one. Wow, which is nuts. Uh, that's a good bet, I think, if you're a Chargers fan for sure. But yeah, for sure they could win games. I think they can go on the road against other AFC teams as well that normally like spank them. Like they will struggle against like teams like the Colts, Titans, Ravens, people like that. I could see Russell Wilson going to those stadiums and winning a big game on Sunday night, like for sure. Um, I think we're going to see a lot of AFC West games in prime time, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, you better be prepared to stay up late, I think. Oh, no, it's a killer. I think there's six late finishes this year, or seven. Uh, I could see more. Or I know there's a rule, isn't there? But they can flex them in after halfway. I could see loads of late games. As long as I don't have to see a Raiders game in prime time. I just I don't need the Raiders in prime time. But <laughs> yeah, those other three teams are going to be in prime time every month, probably. But we'll see. Um, cool. AFC East then. We'll start with the division champions, the Buffalo Bills. Uh, they just released um, Feliciano as well, didn't they? Right guard. Um, Jerry Hughes is a free agent, obviously. Uh, Sanders, wide receiver, played pretty well last year. They've got Levi Wallace, who was their cornerback three. And then Isaiah McKenzie, that had a, uh, a really good finish to last year. That's their, their biggest free agents. Uh, in terms of what they need, defensive interior is still really important to them. They really struggled to stop the run at times last year. Uh, probably need another edge rusher as well on that line. Uh, I put wide receiver because allegedly uh, they're going to also try and trade Cole Beasley. So if you've lost Sanders and Beasley, I think maybe you could do with one player replacing them them two in terms of cap. 
Uh, and then I do think they really need a cornerback too. Um, I think it really showed last year at times when Travis White went out that they didn't really have a another corner that could really go one-on-one against good wide receivers. So, yeah, that'll be kind of where I think they can improve. Um, whereabouts do you see them being able to make the most improvement for a team that probably should have won the Super Bowl last year, potentially, if you're a Bills fan, you think that? Yeah, I think you do think that. I think, to be honest with you, you get a good... I think they will you know, stock up that interior. They're always big on that kind of, aren't they? The, the edge as well. Jerry Hughes and Mario Addison, both free agents. But for me, you can get that quarterback in. I don't think they'll re-sign Levi Wallace. So I think you can plug that quarterback, uh, quarterback in from free agency. They're going to pick up a wide receiver. And if Gabriel Davis can show his kind of playoff form in the regular season, they're going to be difficult to stop. I'd expect this. I'm going, I want Josh Allen MVP, by the way. You know I'm not a betting man, so I've got no idea on the odds. But I'll check them for you now, but I feel like he is second favourite, but I'll check. That's not that second favourite's not good enough to... Uh... Oh, no, no, he's favourite, 7-1. to one. He's favourite? Oh, wow, what a, what a uh, prediction that was then for me. <laughs> Can I interest you in uh, Justin Herbert, 9-1? Uh, to one. Or Russell Wilson at twelve to one. <laughs> Russell Wilson, no, he's never got an MVP vote, has he? So your boy Lamar at twenty to one. I'm sure that's where your money would go if you were a real better, because you yeah. couldn't have, you oh, couldn't yeah. help bet, you couldn't help bet on it, could you? But uh, yeah, no, Josh Allen, I think he'll take another step. Um, I would like to get another wide receiver with him, like I said, though, a slot receiver um, or an X receiver maybe, who's just a bit better than, than Cole Beasley. But I think you could probably get that in the draft, even though they're picking what twenty six. That's 26, 27, is it? Um, I think you'll get a wide receiver there that can improve the team and won't cost a lot of money. So I think I would wait to the, the draft for receiver and then maybe tackle defensive interior and uh, cornerback in free agency, I think. Yeah, I mean, if you are picking there, there's going to be six. Well, if you add in pickings, maybe who's going to go in, there's probably seven that you'd be happy to take and that would definitely improve your team. So that seems likely, doesn't it, for for the Bills? I think one of them will one of them will be there as well. It would also wouldn't shock me if they re-signed Sanders. I thought he was good at times from last year. Not consistent, but I thought he was good. Yeah, he made some big plays, didn't he? And he would not be uh, an expensive keep at all, would he? No, no, I don't think he would. But yeah, they're going to be good again. Uh, they haven't got a lot of cap space. Um, so they're going to have to be clever with their moves, but they are a very clever franchise. So it wouldn't shock me if they made three or four moves that look a little bit Patriot-esque when it comes to value, because that just seems to be the way that uh, the franchise is run. It's a very, very well-run team. Uh, speaking of the Patriots, then, they're our next team. Um, JC Jackson, clearly their biggest free agent. They decided to not tag him. It's another cornerback that Bill Belichick's going to let walk, which I found interesting. Uh, Trent Brown, right tackle, best right tackle on the market. He's out, he's out of uh, contract as well. Uh, Hightower, who's been there for a long, long time. They just released Van Noy, didn't they, yesterday? And they got Devin McCourty, I think. One of the McCourty brothers, I think it's Devin. Uh, and then they got Jacoby Myers, who was actually pretty good for them last year, to be honest. So, yeah, some massive free agents. They've got six starters at least. Loads of special teamers that are free agents as well, which obviously they care about. Um, free agents, oh, sorry, not free agents, team uh, position needs. Wide receiver is number one for me. Um, cornerback is one they're going to need with JC Jackson leaving because it doesn't look like they're going to pay him. Um, maybe another edge rusher because um, the pass rush really did struggle down the stretch uh, as teams started to work them out. And then after releasing one linebacker and having another one free agent, they're probably going to need another linebacker. So, yeah, my general thoughts are I think the defence needs a refresh. Um, it is quite old. I think he's very clever at knowing when to do it. So I think that's good for the Patriots. I would keep JC Jackson, but it doesn't seem like they're going to be. But my first priority would be wide receiver one for them. I would invest heavily in a wide receiver one for the Patriots. Yeah, I mean, you <clears throat> you invested in Matt James in the first round. So you have to give him more than kind of what he's got. He's got real kind of mid-level receivers hasn't it they need to add a number one in there so for me look at that defense it's always it's big change isn't it especially if you don't bring obviously Devin McCourty and Hightower have been there kind of a long time obviously Bentley as well but JC Jackson obviously the big one doesn't look like he's coming back he's going to get the biggest would you say the biggest defensive contract in free agency um yeah 
I think him or Carlton Davis, yeah. I think they're going to be right up there. I think JT Jackson's a year older, but had a great season last year, didn't he? So, yeah, I, I would probably think that. And it's not shocking, is it, that the Patriots don't pay him? Because they never seem to pay corns. <laughs> no, these... But at some point, I mean, you've got to build your... The, the, I feel like the Patriots are a team with, obviously, post-Brady without an identity, kind of. So it's like shoveling in 23 agents like last season might make the playoffs, but I don't feel like you've got the real kind of identity of where the Patriots want to be. So, yes, interesting. I don't see them challenging the Bills this year. No, neither do I. They've only got 11 million space because of how much they spent last year. Uh, they actually owe um, Johnny Smith, who played like 500 snaps last year total. They owe him $11 million <laughs> this year. So uh, that move does look a bit odd. Um, but yeah, in terms of wide receivers ones, do you think that's another team that are going to do it in the draft? They've obviously got a relatively early pick. Do you think that's how they're going to have to be just because of how much they spent last year? Or do you think maybe they could offer someone like a, a nice two-year deal Um three-year deal maybe, like a Juju, Kirk, someone like that, or, or are they going to go draft as well? Yeah, I mean, you look at it last year and they picked up quite a lot, didn't they? So you would maybe say that they were going to chance their arm again. Picking 21st, and there's maybe not that many teams ahead of them that will pick wide receivers. So they should have a good choice, really, of quite a few that maybe Alave will still yeah. be there. Yeah, Olave, Burks, people like that, I think, will still be there. I think Olave seems like a Patriot receiver, doesn't he? If they can get him. Yeah, he does, yeah. Which is annoying, because I really love Chris Olave. <laughs> I want him to go to a team that I like, and that doesn't affect the Chiefs. So let's go to the NFC, Olave, so I can support yeah. you. Don't go to the Chargers or Patriots, because that's not what, not, not what we need. But yeah, I think draft, just because they haven't got the cash. Uh, and then I think they'll probably re-sign a couple of their free agents. Bill Belichick loves McCourty, so I think he's the most likely one to to be re-signed. I also feel like Russell Gage is a Patriot in some way. <laughs> Slot receiver that just gets loads of catches, but we'll, we'll see. Uh, Miami Dolphins next then. Uh, another team with some really important free agents. So you've got Emmanuel Ogba, who was by far their best pass rusher last year. Their, their line was pretty poor at rushing the QB, but he was by far the best. Uh, they had Gusicki, but they tagged him, so that was important. Will Fuller is the next biggest, uh, next biggest one. But aside from that, it's just a lot of backups, which is was pretty good. In terms of team needs, it's very similar to the Bengals. They really need O-line. Um, I put QB down just for a laugh, but similar to the Browns. So it's not, <laughs> not going to happen. Um, and then I put wide receiver as well, because they're also going to lose. Uh, potentially, they could lose Parker as well. It could be a cap casualty if they want to move on. So, yeah, they got a lot of space. Let's just check at the moment. Um, after the tag, they've got $49 million in space, which is the third in the most in the NFL. Uh, what do they do here, mate? New head coach, um, tours last year potential before he has to get paid or or extended or kind of fifth year optioned. Um, what do you do here? Is it just completely build that offense around him? Well, you kind of have to because you don't have a first round draft pick this year either. Thanks for that. Well, <laughs> they. They do, but it's the 49ers one, isn't it? 29. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, it's the 49ers one. So where are they sitting in the draft? 28 or 29, whichever oh, one. 29th, yeah. It's kind of not what you're needing, is it, when you've come off a real poor season? But yeah, I think you can get a guard at 29. But yeah. I, I just think they're going to... I think they're going to go nuts on O-line and free agents. We've just seen 49ers pay Trent Williams when uh, Michael Daniel was OC. I think they could go to an Armstead. This the team I think will go Armstead. Do you really? Yeah, for the for a huge huge deal. I mean, they do need to solidify that line, don't they? Yeah, I think they could go Armstead, and then they could also go uh, middling wide receiver. I don't know, Jameson Crowder, Russell Gage, um, re-sign Fuller, DJ Chark, someone like that to play alongside Waddle, and then in the draft maybe go a couple of guard interior offensive lineman but uh, I feel like they also need a centre and I feel like they've needed a centre for about five years so uh, yeah maybe Bradley Bozeman and Toronto Armstead I just think they're going to have to sign sign some players and uh, especially in the offensive line yeah I would agree with you and then just see what happens with Chua this, <laughs> this for me feels like we have less data on him. Obviously, we, we spoke about Baker Mayfield. We're not sure what the Browns are going to do here, but we've got far less data on Chua. And the stuff that we have got is not many people like, do they, of what we've seen so far. No, it's, and they've got two first-round picks next year, haven't they, as well? Yeah, so well. this, for me, feels 
pivotal, not just for the Dolphins, but for Chua's own career. So I don't think people are that convinced he's a starter in the NFL going into the future. So, yeah, give him the give him the line, I think, and then see kind of where you can go from there. But it seems difficult with the Bills in the division and the QBs in the rest of the uh, conference. Yeah, it does seem it does seem difficult. Um, the defensive coordinator is staying the same. Their defense was pretty good last year, but uh, looking at the pass rush, that is an area of concern as well. They have not got a lot of pass rushers, and obviously Emmanuel Ogba is a free agent. Do you think? Do you think they keep Ogba, or do you think they let him walk and spend that money elsewhere? Because I think he'll be quite high in demand. Because most of the edge rushers this year in free agency are quite old, whereas he's only twenty seven. So I think he could get a big deal if if they let him walk. Yeah, I think he's going to be looking for that deal. It's uh, it's the age, really, isn't it, to, to yeah. get the deal. And then maybe they hope that Jalen Phillips can kind of step up a little bit more. Yeah, I think I would have tagged him over Gasicki, but I know that, that Gasicki catches a lot of passes for them, so I understand that. But yeah, I think financially, tagging Ogbo might have made more sense. But yeah, we'll see. I think two is last year in Miami, unless he's really good. And if it is his last year, I still think you probably get a second round. If you get in the second rounder for Wentz, you're getting a second rounder for Tua. I could promise you that next year, but we'll see. Ho- hopefully he does well. It seems like a nice kid, but um, just hasn't quite got the maybe arm strength slash decision-making that you need for an NFL QB, but we'll see. Uh, last in the division then, the New York Jets, a team definitely not ready to contend. Um, free agents, they've got Marcus May, who played pretty well last year after a down year the year before. Jameson Crowder, we spoke about earlier, he's a free agent. Um, I think maybe he's been there too long now and they'll, they'll probably let him walk, to be honest. Uh, Lauren A. Dudat, what am I saying here? I'm going LDT. I can't say ex Chiefs player's name. Duvenar Tardif, um, right guard. He played really well at the end of the year for them. Uh, Morgan Moses, starting right tackle. So the whole right side of the line is now gone. Um, Teams of uh, position of needs, you've got cornerback, linebacker, safety, and receiver. Uh, I would actually put right tackle in there as well now, now I look at it. Um, but yeah, what do the Jets do here? Obviously, they're not going to try and contend this year, but they've got a lot of space. I think they've got, what, second, yeah, fourth most in the league, 45 million. Uh, and they've got 10 picks in the top 60 in the draft. So, 10 picks is oh. absolutely unbelievable, isn't it? It's. Yeah, it might be 10 in the top 90, sorry. But yeah, that's a lot of picks. And they've got a lot of cash space. So this seems like a year where they should do something. But what what area is most important, do you think? I think building kind of the right side of the line is important. Obviously, the left side, they've got uh, Mecky Beckton and Vera Tucker. And obviously, they've not got a great centre in Conor McGovern. But building that right side of that line, they've got uh, the weapons are... Okay, Denzel Mims took a real step back last season. Obviously, Elijah Moore looked really good. You don't expect more out of kind of Corey Davis with his. Yeah, he didn't have a great season last season. Injured wasn't he a lot? But yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of like when you're a bad team, it's like where do you kind of spend this money all the time? You know, obviously, defensive interior. They got a few free agents as well, but. For me, looking at the right side of the line and then kind of build from there. I mean, this team's another one. I mean, they got a second-year QB coming in, Zach Wilson. Are we sure on Zach Wilson? That could be a, a problem down the line, isn't it, for not this summer? But I love Zach Wilson, so uh, I'm biased. I like. I think he's good, but yeah, I think you need no line in front of him at the moment because. He's still quite happy with his feet, isn't he, in the pocket? So you don't want a terrible O-line that's making him kind of make terrible decisions and bail out of pockets and throw interceptions. So I think you're right in terms of the, the O-line structure, for sure. Uh, and there's quite a few right tackles in free agency that are experienced that you, that you could go and get. There's loads of right guards. I could see this being a destination for Brandon Scherf, right guard. Yeah, I mean, he would probably get a really big deal from yeah, the Jets yeah. here. Yeah, I think Jets or Dolphins would pay him the most money, I think. Yeah, I mean, you look, you look at the Jets, I mean, at some point, all this spending and the draft picks have to see improvement, right? So it's uh, <laughs> like this for quite a long time. Yeah, and they got the fourth and tenth pick in the draft. So I know free agency is first and you should always build through free agency, but you also need to have an idea what you're doing in the draft. So 
if at four they're saying, right, we are going to go with whichever tackle is left at four, then, yeah, don't get a tackling for agency. Let, let, let him play from, from the draft. But if you're in saying, oh, no, we're going to get a, a secondary player and we're going to get a wide receiver at 10, then fine, build the O-line in free agency. I think you should, as long as you're clear what you're going to do at four and 10, because they are variable positions. Like Whoever gets picked fourth in the draft in two years is going to be earning a lot of money. So I do think they need to, uh, to to be clear there. But yeah, I think having two top 10 picks is great for them with a QB already in the door. I think this is an important year for them in, in the draft and free agency, isn't it? Yeah, can you see him going um, cornerback at four? Um, yeah, maybe. I could see Hamilton if he's on the board at four as well. Hamilton or... Stingley or Sauce Gardner, maybe. Um, but it also wouldn't surprise me if they did go Iki Iquanu or um, Charles Cross, if they're there. Uh, and at 10, don't you just think that screams wide receiver at 10? Yeah, absolutely. Screams the best one on the board. Which could be, they, they might, that could be the first off the board as well, depending on how it goes, wide receiver. So you'd have your pick of the lot there. Yeah, good. I'm interested when we get to the draft to know your views on the wide receivers. We'll wait till then because uh, it's definitely an interesting, interesting class. Uh, let's move over then to the AFC South. Um, I don't know. This is is this better than the AFC East? Arguably, maybe the top two teams are better in this division than the, the AFC East. But uh, in terms of the, how bad the Patriots might be this year, but um, let's talk about the Titans first. Obviously, division winners. Uh, ben Jones, their starting centre, is. It, is in free agency, which is really important to them. They've got Ferkser, who was their starting tight end. Um, they've managed to extend Landry, which was um, a pretty big deal. Uh, they've got two backup corners, two backup defensive interior tackles as well. Uh, so some real depth is there. Um, in terms of team needs then, you've got tight end here. They have not got one on the roster, and it is a team that uses their tight end more than most in the AFC. Uh, guard is a position in need. They're really kind of running thin on their offensive line now as their offensive line gets so much older. Uh, and then I also put Edger as well. I know they've got Landry and they've got Bud Dupree, but I feel like in the AFC you need to have a pass rush. So maybe I should have put defensive line in general. Maybe you could find an interior pass rusher, not necessarily an edge, but I do think both sides of the line are pretty important for the Titans. Um, what do you think is best for them? Obviously Colts, no QB, so their favourites are in the division again, the Titans, but... I would say there's at least six AFC teams maybe people like more than them in general. Yeah, I believe that the the only team in free agency who can bring back a whole entire starting side, which is the defence. So that's something. I, mean, a, I wouldn't say middle of the road, but they kind of they played well against the Bengals, didn't they? But that was more the inefficiencies of the line there. But for me, you got to look at offensive line and... I mean, not having a tight end on the roster is absolutely crazy, isn't it? Yeah, it is crazy. It's weird as well because they've used tight ends so much, but um, they obviously maybe don't believe in paying them. So that's why they keep getting these one-year deals potentially. But yeah, I think Ferguson was quite good as well. I know he wasn't as good last year. He was injured a bit, but I think he's pretty good in the red zone for them. Same as Johnny Smith two years ago. Yeah, absolutely. You look at the list of available free agents, it doesn't seem that many Titans-esque do you, know, do you know what I mean? Like uh, tight ends in there. I wouldn't expect an, an Ertz or a Gronk to be thinking about. I don't think they'd be thinking about Jimmy Graham at 35. So it's, yeah, interesting position to be in. So you'd expect them to be top of the division again and you know, going back again for thinking that they can go deep into the playoffs. It's just a, it's a strange position, really, isn't it? Because... It was guaranteed a home playoff game. Obviously, the winner of each division gets it. So it's, yeah, you've always got that chance, haven't you? But I just feel like they're missing kind of a couple of X factors yeah. on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, they had um, a lot of injuries at corner as well, which is a worry because the players they've got there are injury prone. So I just think if you're going to constantly be changing your corners week in, week out due to injury, then it's not going to help in the AFC. So I do agree. I think they do need to freshen up on, on the defensive side of the ball. Um, going back to tight end, though, I've just got a funny prediction. I think Mo Ali Cox <laughs> or uh, Gerald Everett are going to be Titans because they just fit the mould, don't they? Absolute massive men that can block and catch in the red zone. <laughs> so I think Everett, for me, or Moali Cox will be their tight end. We'll see. If I get them on right, I'm going to earn a bonus point for <laughs> ne ne next year's picks competition. I'm going to be 1-0 up already, but we'll see. 
Uh, yeah, I agree. I think a lot of it is defense. I think they are favorites to win the division, but if the Colts do get an average QB and then get some wide receivers, which we'll talk about in a minute, I think the Titans will be worried, so they can't really stand on their laurels. And um, Ben Jones, their starting center, is one of the best centers in this division, at least. So I think they need to re-sign him, um, find a tight end, like you said, and then really freshen up that that defense. But we'll see. it's going to be an interesting year because uh, Ryan Tannehill makes loads of money for them this year, so there's no way they can move on from him. So I do think they're going to have to go all in again with um, Hudo Jones and Tannehill on the roster, I think. So we'll see. Um, cool. Over to the Colts then. Uh, obviously just traded Carson Wentz, like we spoke about yesterday. Um, very interesting offseason for them. They've got the most cap space in the NFL <laughs> that they had last year. Uh, they have $70 million in cap space, which is absolutely massive. Um, Eric Fisher is a free agent for them, left tackle. Apparently he won't be re-signed. That's kind of already been leaked by beat writers. Uh, T.Y. Hilton is there, who I think maybe could get another one-year deal with them. Um, Klawinski, who's starting right guard, also out. So that's left tackle and right guard now. The rest of the offensive line is amazing, but those two positions are, are pretty scarce. And then Zach Pascal, who was uh, sneakily quite good for them in the first half of last year before he got injured. Uh, wide receiver is also a free agent. So in terms of needs, obviously QB is going to be number one. I think wide receiver is also pretty clear number two. And I think left tackle is pretty clear number three. So arguably the three most important offensive positions in QB, left tackle, and number one wide receiver are non-existent here. So do you agree that those three are just vital? And if they, I think they're kind of always all in, but I think they need to fix those this year with that amount of cap space. For a solid franchise that the Colts have been over the last 15 years, how do you let the cupboard go bare in the most important positions? is quite baffling yeah okay they took a swing on Wentz and that didn't work because you know you'd have expected Andrew Luck to have worked out and he would have still been there so you could forget about that for 15 years but that's not how it worked out was it so to have the cupboard beer at left tackle as well yes interesting season for the Colts because they still you must I'm sure they look at the division and think well there's two of the worst teams in the NFL in our division and the Titans aren't exactly the Chiefs in terms of racking up offense. So it's it's all going to come down to what they decide to do at quarterback, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I just think you have to. It's weird because the way they're structured, you have to go all in in a way because they've got a lot of players hitting their prime now. But then also you've got so much cap space and you've got no draft picks that... Like, what do you do? Do you rebuild a bit or not? I think they're in a very interesting position, but I think Frank Reich will always want to go in and try and win the division. I don't think he's a tanking sort of coach, is he? Not at all, and I completely agree with you that really you are kind of all in. The the division dictates that, and the rest of your roster is still, you know, pretty solid on the defensive side of the ball, especially. Yeah. You know, you'd expect Quitty Pie as well to kind of take a step up on the edge, and they've still got, obviously, Leonard and to Forrest Buckner, you know, you seem like you 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 are all in if you had a couple of spots, but you're missing your left tackle and the quarterback. <laughs> yeah, the, the problem is the spots are really expensive and hard to find. That's the problem, isn't it? But um, yeah, I don't know. I just think I'm looking at the um, QB. I think we both think Jimmy G is a realistic option. I think that Jameis is a realistic option. I think Kirk Cousins and Derek Carr probably aren't realistic, but should be. Um, I think if they get Kirk Cousins, they could win the division, but um, I am a Kirk believer, as we all know on the podcast. But in terms of left tackles, looking at free agents, there are loads of tackles that I think are good enough to play next to Quinton Nelson that can make this team good. Uh, and I think Dwayne Brown, mate, is a prime example of that. Dwayne Brown, um, Trent Brown, Jermaine Effedi, people like that. Um, but mainly, I think Dwayne Brown um, is the sort of perfect player to go into a team like the Colts. You could pay him loads on a one-year, two-year deal, more than other teams. He's experienced, but he's also not going to cost as much as Orlando Brown Jr. does. So um, I think he's the perfect sort of left tackle for them, but uh, I think maybe a few other teams might try and beat him to the punch there. Yeah, I would uh, I would agree with you there. I think he would only... that would, The problem would be is, well, he, he is 36, isn't he? So it's what length of a deal can you realistically get? So... Yeah, if you get him on a two-year deal, I think that'd be a great get for, for the Colts. If they come out of this with Jimmy G, Dwayne Brown, and then a wide receiver at pick 42, whoever that is in the draft, and then the re-sign Tilway Hilton, is that good enough to challenge the Titans? 
Yeah, well, of course, yeah. I think the the Titans were kind of the, well, I think I said it, the worst one seed that I've ever seen to be. <laughs> they could have been in the, the sixth seed and seventh seed. They, they were playoff worthy, but yeah, it's, it's, it's hardly the uh, 80, 80s uh, 49ers, isn't it? So. <laughs> yeah, I'd agree. Uh, speaking of another team who are not the 80s 49ers, we have the Houston Texans here who managed to finish third in the division. Um, quite amazingly, uh, team needs is every position, basically, <laughs> literally every single position. Um, and they are only 19th in cap space. How is a team this bad only 19th in cap space? I get the answer probably is Laramie Tunsil and um, Sean Watson, to be honest, but I can't believe they've got no cap space with this team. I know Brandon Cooks also gets paid a lot of money, but yeah, we'll see. Um, Justin Reed. Uh, Desmond King and, and Gruja Hill are kind of their only free agents that are worth talking about. I think all three probably would start on an NFL team for for most teams. So I do think they're probably all going to leave, to be honest. And I think that they'll, they'll be good players wherever they go. Um, they're kind of middling free agents, but I just think that after a year in Houston, you're not going to want to stay. So I do think those three are probably going to leave. Um, yeah, how do we fix the Texans? I think first answer is trade to Sean Watson. Um, but... Is that possible? We don't know. Uh, and there's rumours as well they could trade Brandon Cooks and Larry Tunsil. So is this just carry on rebuilding again? And there's nothing really they can do? Yeah, I think you've obviously the Watson holds the key to everything because you would get a, a King's ransom, wouldn't you, for, for Watson? You'd at least get three ones, I'm presuming, if he's legally able to be traded. <laughs> for, me, for me, you go... It's, it's difficult, isn't it? Because you never want to give up the left tackle that you actually have given up assets for in the past. But whatever you could get for Tunsil, I would say, is would be a wise thing to do. Think, because get, you, you, you get a first-round pick get, or not? Um, well, you, you'd certainly want that, wouldn't you? And I think yeah. if you got someone that would, it would be later, wouldn't it? It would be kind of later for what you'd get but that's what you'd want to receive from it otherwise you're kind of saying i don't want anything that's kind of like later than that so you can stay where you are sort of thing obviously yeah. cooks has been traded a few times before hasn't he you know what his value is still there he's still a good season didn't he last season so yeah i think you could get three ones a two and a player for deshaun watson if he doesn't go to prison which i kind of hope he does but that's a beside the point uh, I think you get one first for Tunsil at least and I think you get a second and a fourth probably for Brandon Cook so that's a massive haul there to rebuild but the problem is the fans are just going to know you're going to suck aren't they for another two full seasons from now there's no way you'll be good until then but yeah I think that's the only way to do it um, Brandon Cooks is not old he's only 28 but Tunsil obviously is getting on a bit in terms of the contract so I just think it makes most sense for them unfortunately and then probably play Davis Mills for the whole year and just see what happens I think with him it's probably the best plan for them yeah absolutely Mills has got to be your star hasn't he because he looked he looked good at, at times didn't he so yeah that's a that's an interesting wrinkle for them there maybe if they've kind of looked into a starter in the NFL yeah We'll see. Uh, last team then for the episode then, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh, uh, save the till last. Exactly, save the best till last. <laughs> um, Cam Robinson was their most important free agent, but they tagged him. Uh, interested to know why that is. Are they going to play him at right tackle and still draft the left tackle or what? Because he wasn't not good last year, but um, obviously it is hard to find a tackle in the NFL. Andrew Norwell, who played guard for them. Uh, very high contract last year, didn't live up to it, but still a good player, I think, in the NFL. Obviously, DJ Chark, wide receiver, I think. Loads of teams are going to want to pay him, so I don't think he'll stay around. And then uh, Can as well, who played guard for them, um, probably is the best candidate likely to come back to this team. I think they could they could maybe overpay him if they want to. Uh, in terms of positional needs, I kind of did the same again. Every position except for QB and RB, do not sign another RB after what they did last year with the two they've got. But um, yeah, obviously they've got Trevor Lawrence there. And uh, in the notes section here, mate, I just put building around Trevor. And I think what that means is make sure your O-line and weapons are okay this off-season. And then if you can get extra players, that's great. But I think this season needs to be all about offence for the Jags. Yeah, I, I know you were talking about Hutchinson going number one the other day. But I, I, I do think there's still a great chance that they take a left tackle and move Cam to the right tackle. Like you just said, I mean, 
Lawrence is the most important asset maybe the Jags have ever had in terms of his kind of well, worth, but he's ever since high school, he's been touted as the next kind of Peyton Manning or, you know, whatever. So it's you, you have to kind of protect that and nurture and see what you can actually build with Lawrence. So I, I'm kind of half expecting them to take maybe Evan Neal there and then build for otherwise because if you're not going to surround him like last season he was surrounded by absolute poor talent and he kind of dragged him down to that level but he did look awful at times didn't he and I was like cringing thinking my god I've been <laughs> like not only me but you know the whole of kind of college football and then coming out of high school I've been touting this guy for like five years so it's yeah it was painful at times but you would expect giving him a lineman number one in the draft. Yeah, I don't know, as well, having number one in the draft this year doesn't feel like a premium spot to be in, does it, for the Jags either? So, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I think, I, I, I would agree with you that I would still, I would go lineman, but I also wouldn't have tagged Cam Robinson, so I'm just not quite sure. Yeah, I, I, I would agree with you there, yeah. What their thinking is there. Um, but I think at pick 33, uh, that is a prime pot spot for a wide receiver I think like you said six or seven could go in the first round but it wouldn't shock me if that sixth or seventh one maybe was not taken at 32 um due to need and then I think maybe they could be there at pick number one in the second round so I do think that's probably an option similar to what the Bengals did with T Higgins uh, a couple of years back I think that would make sense I could also see them chucking some money at Evan Ingram someone like that in free agency I know a lot of people have been saying that um, teams are talking about moving him to a slot receiver now, so he won't actually play tight end. He'll, he'll be more of a receiver, but I think people like that would be good. Um, I think they need a wide receiver one as well, but I don't think anyone's going to come to them this offseason. I think maybe Chark, if he quite likes Trevor Lawrence, if they get on well, you could overpay him and keep him, but again, he's probably a wide receiver too, so I don't think they're going to get anyone that good at wide receiver, so I think maybe bolster the line and, and tight end, like you said, and try and add a wide receiver at pick 33. But yeah, uh, big off-season for them. Obviously, new head coach, haven't they, as well? And Ted Balky's still there, and the fans hate him. So I think they need a good off-season, just so the kind of aura around the, the franchise can calm down a bit, I think. Yeah, I would agree with you there, because you can't, it's like you can't stay this bad forever, right? <laughs> you have to have some hope there at some point. So Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree. And they haven't had a lot of hope for a while. Um, the fans don't want to see the London Jaguars come into existence. If you're from, uh, if you're from Jacksonville, <laughs> yeah, sure, yeah. Some of us from us over here might want to see that come happen. Especially AFC fans, you get to go to watch a team on the road every couple of years uh, <laughs> at Wembley. But yeah, we'll see. Uh, cool. That wraps up the AFC pod. Then um, plan for us is we'll be back this time next week, probably uh, next Thursday, we think, uh, after the first wave of free agency to talk about the, the biggest deals and. Um, what deals we like, what deals we hated, and then uh, the week after we'll do winners and losers of free agency where we break down kind of the smaller deals as well and just talk about what teams we think uh, did the best and, and did the worst in free agency. But um, yeah, remember to go follow us at Go4Two-Pod. Let us know what you think about your team, which free agents you want to see signed, which free agents you want to see let walk. And uh, yeah, enjoy your weekend and we'll speak to you soon, guys. Yeah, speak to you soon, everyone.